There's a sound that thrilled 12 and a half million people in England in 1949 alone. Not sure what it is? It's a sound that was heard by 93,000 people packed into Wembley Stadium one evening in September 1938. Still not sure what it is? OK, one final clue. It was a sound that was broadcast on BBC Radio, or the wireless as it was then known, in November 1929. Still no idea? Well, let me tell you. It was the sound of speedway bikes, known, at least in the very early days, with a rather unedifying soubriquet of dirt track racing, but soon became known by the name it has been known by ever since, Speedway. No, not the Elvis Presley film of that name, but it's the name given to a sport that remarkably few people have ever heard of, given how popular it was in the late 1930s and 40s. It was clearly still popular in the 1960s, as in 1966, and mark that date, the year in which England won the Football World Cup, in that very year, Speedway rider Barry Briggs came second in the BBC's Sports Personality of the Year. And note this, knocking World Cup hat-trick scorer Jeff Hurst into third place. Quite an astounding feat, given what had been going on in sporting circles that year. The very day after Speedway was introduced to England on February the 19th, 1928, at High Beach in Essex, the Daily Mirror's front page was emblazoned with photographs of that event under the headline, England's First Sight of Australia's Big Sport. So what exactly is it? Put simply, it's four stripped-down motorcycles racing around an oval circuit in a series of races in which the riders lean the bikes over as they literally skid around the bends. Oh, and did I mention that there are no brakes on a speedway bike? Crowds found it very exciting. Speedway was redolent of the age. Motor racing at Brooklands, flying was taking off, and then there was this fast new sport on two wheels, all part of the spirit of modernity which had gripped the age. Sprout's elder, legendary speedway star of the late 1920s, claimed that once bitten by the speedway bug, even bullfighting would be regarded as a form of dairy farming in comparison to the excitement speedway could engender. So why should a sport that was at its most popular some 70 to 80 years ago matter to us today? I could answer, as so many mountaineers are reputed to have said when asked why they want to climb a particular mountain, because it's there. However, this answer, at least as far as Speedway goes, is a bit unsatisfactory. We need to know how studying Speedway racing can benefit not only sports history, but can help us understand more about society at the time, and indeed, about ourselves today. Firstly, it has to be said that Speedway has been largely ignored by historians and even by many sports historians. Plenty has been written about football, cricket, rugby, boxing, but 
Speedway? Given the sheer weight of numbers who attended Speedway in the interwar and immediate post-war years, it deserves to be more widely known. So what can a study of Speedway tell us? Well, it can tell us about how society functioned at the time, how people, and particularly working people, chose to spend their leisure time. It can tell us something about how it feels to support a club, a feeling of belonging, a feeling pride in one's team, in one's town, experiencing the highs and lows with fellow supporters, of camaraderie, of it being part of what it means to be you. It can tell us something about gender. Bet you didn't know that in the very early days of Speedway, women could and did compete against the men. Faye Taylor, Eva Asquith, Babs Neild, Dot Cowley and others flew the Speedway flag until prevented from doing so in 1930 after one lady rider fell on the pre-meeting parade and had to be attended to and partly undressed in front of the main grandstand. This was obviously too much for some of the men to bear, no pun intended, as women were then no longer allowed to race, much like women had been ushered off FA football grounds some nine years earlier. But here, Speedway provides us with an interesting twist. More than any other of the big spectator sports, Speedway attracted a large number of women spectators and families. This non-betting sport really was family friendly. Speedway has a lot to tell us about how masculinity and femininity were defined at the time. It tells us that there was a link with speed, technology and modernity and Speedway was part of it. Motorcycle design benefited from the advances made in designing Speedway bikes and engines. How's all that for a start? Hope I've managed to convince you that Speedway by the very size of its following, was an important part of the British sporting scene in the interwar and post-war years. It deserves to take up its rightful place in British sports history, and I'm hoping to help it achieve just that. <laughs>